story because I I think this was because I remember there was one vivid moment um in our first few months of starting pot. Uh, Yin Ting and I we were fighting in the middle of the road in Bangsa. We have a common goal. We want to reach it, but I want to reach it via a car. She want to reach it via, say, a plane. You know, it's a completely different thing. But you reach the same destination. Yeah. If you have a startups where one person talks and the rest just listen and do, I don't think that will work. It's not the good way. Yeah. Definitely yeah. not. Hi everyone, I'm Maxence, and you're listening to Lead Ventures podcast. Uh, according to the journal Technology Transfer, 65% of startup failures are due to the co-founder no longer able to get along. But in the same time, quoting Forbes, startups with co-founders have higher success rate than companies with a single founder. So today, I'm really happy to tackle this subject with Nadia Ismadi, co-founder of Pod, and Eric Tan, co-founder of Parkeasy. So hi Nadia, hi Eric. Uh, you can take your your mic if you want. Hello. <laughs> uh, thanks for being here. Hi everyone. Um, so maybe can you introduce yourselves and your company? Ladies first. Uh, I'm Nadia Ismadi, the co-founder of Pot. Basically, what Pot is is a micro-saving platform mm-hmm. to help young people save money for their financial goals. It could be to go to Bali with their friends, or to buy a new laptop, or to even repay back PTPT and loan PSA message. <laughs> uh, they can <laughs> save on Pot. Yeah, so that's basically what what we're building right now. Okay, thanks. And what about you, Eric? Uh, for Park Easy, it's a smart parking solution. Uh, we build basically we want to solve the parking problem from the experience on by improving the experience of a parking. Okay, so that's uh, that's quite clear. There is a, a famous sentence that says that two heads are better than one. What do you think about this sentence? Is it relevant in the business world? Well, honestly, I think because I'm so used to working in a team back then when I was working for an asset management firm, I, you know, it's always a collaborative effort. So I do think that um, there's a pros and cons to it. Uh, so sometimes too many cooks for the broth. So it depends on which which way you want to take on. Uh, but I do think that if you have a team that I think more importantly is reliable, then obviously it makes the journey a lot more fun and, and productive, I would think. Okay. And Eric, wh- what about you? Uh, I think we would never know uh, how our co-founder is going to be. Uh, so having two co-founders with the right mindset is definitely better than one. But if the other person is actually in in, 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 in the best way of saying, like completely not helpful, then hmm. maybe one founder will be better off. So it could be risky, uh, finally, to, to find a, a co-founder. Um, so how to be sure that this guy or this girl um, will be the perfect co-founder for me and for my company. Are there some criteria or I don't know? I'll take this one first because um, I, I have a completely different mindset here. I don't think there's a perfect co-founder because it's, it's a relationship. It's just like there's no perfect wife or there's no perfect husband. Um, it's a relationship. So we have to work towards what we have in mind. We have in mind. So the key is we. You cannot have expect the other person to be what you have in mind. Because that's that's gonna be both ways, okay, right? Okay. So it, it has to be have a mutual relationship where you how you think this relationship should be. For example, um, me and Warren we process um, information quite differently. Okay. Um, he's a I would say a bigger picture person, while I care a lot on, on the details of the of, of the solution. So when it comes to um, a a problem, we'll have to look at both sides which is very helpful when we have a problem at hand because you cannot be just thinking of the fire of hate and forget what's in front. Um, 
nor can you just ignore the big picture. So having both person with the same thinking uh, actually helps in this case. So it's about being able to understand each other, the pros and cons, and find the best uh, mutual beneficial. Okay. Okay, quickly. I do think that it's a gamble, to be honest. Even like if you're friends for a very long time, you don't know how well you will work together. Because, you know, maybe you agree on certain things like holiday destination, for example, but it doesn't guarantee that as good friends or as, as random strangers, whether or not you can work together well. And it's trial and error. So sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. So I agree with, with Eric completely. There's no perfect founder, uh, co-founder uh, for, for a particular business. Um, and, and I think before uh, when Yinting and I started Yinting is my co-founder, we always assumed that, oh, you know, fighting is bad or arguing is bad. So we tend to sort of like, you know, trying to find each uh, agreement in each other's points, even though sometimes that what I say, maybe she has completely different idea as to how it should go and, and vice versa. Then along the way, we, we, we learned that actually it's good not having the same mindset, but we do have the same passion towards the same goal. But mm. the way we execute are very different. And I am completely uh, the opposite of you. I am your co-founder in that sense. We are um, very big picture. And Yingting, my co-founder, she was in consulting before. So she is very... Um, she's very micro and she's very detail-oriented, which is great. So we okay. complement each other in that yeah. sense. But whether do we agree with each other all the time? and Not necessarily. And that's okay. Okay, qu quite interesting. So maybe we can uh, go more in-depth with your uh, co-founder. Um, can you introduce your business partners and um, the way you met him and her? Um, actually, Park Easy, we have uh, a total of three co-founders, okay. which is uh, Warren uh, and also Winnie. So in terms of um, gender wise of it's it's a good mix uh, so we we actually have a 360 view of uh, everything of thought um, how I met Warren Warren's actually is one of the events um, five years back there's a magic event where Barack Obama should be coming over um, and in that event uh, we happen to have a, a, a after event um, drink yep. so and, and Warren just come up to me and say hey Eric um I, I I heard that you're a developer and I have this idea that I'm interested. And that is the moment when I say, I'm actually building this. Okay. And I'm an engineer. You're a business cat. Uh, you're, you're a yeah. businessman. So y you are into the, the, the techs and, uh, um, and the financial wise and I'm into tech. So let's work together. Uh, and of course, after that, I, I need someone who is very good at tech, uh, who can actually build stuff so Winnie comes along and, and we actually build this together. Okay, very interesting. And what about you, Nadja? How did you meet? Uh... It sounds like a startup fairy tale for you. It's <laughs> <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Um, so Yingting, uh, my co-founder and I, uh, were classmates in A-levels. We've known each other for a very long time. Um, so basically, we, we got separated for a while because uh, she studied in the UK and I studied uh, in, in Sarawak, Miri. So then we got reconnected again via this uh, event um, and we started talking about it. Back then, we were both at our respective um, uh, day job. So I was telling her, hey, you know, there's this idea. I suck at saving, so I'm building this platform. What do you think? So she's the complete opposite of me. She's really good with money. We call her oh, auntie okay. in the team because she <laughs> takes care of financials like to the cent, right? So she's really, really good with money. So she was telling me about this story that I reiterated every single time um, I talk about pot is that when she was in the UK, you know, uh, one pound is still in a coin form, right? So when back she, when she was in uni, she always set aside the one one pound coin into a jar, like a literal jar. So by the end of the year, she got her mom a nice Prada bag. 
So then to her, that was a p- turning point, right? To, to know that actually small change means something. Yeah. So then I was like, hey, you know, this is really good because what I'm building is also helping people to actually put aside all this small change to actually work towards a goal. So then we started uh, working together and it's different when we were studying together because we were all, you know, just um, focusing on, on, on study. But when we start uh, working together, then we started to see each other's flaws and each other's uh, strength and we sort of make it up to it, right? Um, and she supports me in a lot of my flaws and vice versa. Okay. Really interesting. <laughs> Completely different, but uh, different, yeah. really interesting. And um, how has your um, relationship with your partner evolved uh, over the time? So I think when we started, like I said earlier, right, we were trying to, you know, because it's the first experience working together, we don't want to offend each other because we're friends, right? But then after a while, we realized that our passion towards the common goal is more important. Then, um, and, and we learned that each other, we, we're pretty... Um, we're pretty thick-skinned in that sense that we could yeah. be arguing like odds out and then just like, hey, you know, let's go out, grab lunch. We're hungry. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so okay. that kind of relationship that we have. So um, I think that that uh, relationship evolved as we go along towards the business based on the business needs. So in the beginning, it was very much ideation. So it was in, in, in such a way that it was pure ideals, right? We were discussing assumptions and ideas. But as we go along, that certain things have been proven wrong or right. And then, you know, we, we need to tweak even our own um, sort of skill sets to to match what the business needs, and surprisingly, because none of us have tech backgrounds, mm-hmm. both Ying Ting and myself. So our journey is kind of similar in the sense that we're still in the beginning we were struggling to understand and communicate with with tech people. Um, I think <laughs> relative to uh, um, Eric here, but then as we go along, uh, we we sort of divide and conquer. So so I myself learn a portion of of the engineering side, and and she learns another portion, and we okay. sort of com- combine our knowledge to find the the, the tech guy that we need. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about you, Eric? How how your relation uh, has I, evolved? I think I read enough uh, startup stories to know that um, they call it the three musketeers. Uh, you need someone who completely knows the tech in and out and you want someone who knows how to do the business and just focus on the money and of course you need a bridge someone in between who can talk between the two because as you say it's it's not easy for a business person to actually <laughs> talk to the tech I, I, and, and it feels the same on the, on the tech side as well. so uh, I'm the person in between, in between uh, because I'm an architect basically I, I design the architecture of the system uh, I cannot code as good as Vini does uh, but I can understand what Warren is trying to convey in terms of business needs. So I listened to Warren's um, idea and, and, and try to understand how he, how he thinks that we can improve the solution. Uh, and I tried to translate that into um, the solution uh, and Vinny made it happen. So in terms of relationship-wise, uh, me and Vinny, because we are both uh, tech in, in background because yeah. I'm from mechatronics engineering. Uh, she's also engineering background. So we can talk uh, quite easily in terms of solution. But for Warren, because he's a purely business person, so when it comes to discussion, sometimes as 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 uh, were brought up earlier is that um, he can always look very far. Yeah. But in terms of tech, there are some restrictions that it's just not possible. Um. Uh. Like for example, there are, there are cases like. Uh, I would just hypothetically saying, he would, 5,000 years ago, he would be the person who asked, um, can human fly? And your answer <laughs> okay. is definitely no, right? Yeah. And 5,000 years later, he's going to say like, I thought you said human can't fly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Humans still can't fly, but you can have a plane. Yeah. But in terms of technicality, you don't know that upfront. You need to explore. You need to find out. So, uh, but 
we have a lot of respect to each other um, that I would try to see from his point of view and even try to stand in his point of view and say, yeah, maybe 5,000 years later, someone will invent the plane, but for now we don't have a plane, so human can't fly. <laughs> you, you, you got to be able to tell that. Um, and that, that's one of my major role in a company uh, between co-founders to, to be able to understand um, things like that. Okay, really, really interesting. Um, the famous accelerator, Y Combinator, yeah. um, said that um, conflict is quite common uh, uh, in the company and especially between co-founders. Do you have concrete example of subject that is uh, subject to conflict? Sorry, because I, I think this was because I remember there was one vivid moment um, in our first few months of starting pod. Uh, Yinting and I, we were fighting in the middle of the road in Bangsa. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> we were just like we were brainstorming but okay. you know not fighting like you know throwing each other yeah. pulling each other's hair that kind of thing no but what I mean is that we were just arguing and debating about um, about this um, collaboration so at that time we, would, we just started out and we were arguing that should we protect uh, some portion of our uh, business or should we be collaborative to grow because what is the bottom line the bottom line is it to grow number of users or is it to make sure that our ideas don't get stolen or our execution methods don't get stolen for example uh -huh. so um we were we were just you know debating and arguing out in the middle of the road and then i remember um at that time we couldn't solve it because i think each of us bring like specific examples to say that oh you know I, i've seen this startup or this particular business in the u.s that were doing this and she was also saying that oh i've seen another uh, you know um application of that is different from yours that is this so then we were discussing and debating and then um i remember that that how do we settle that was the fact that um we tried out both methods yeah so we each say okay hey you know let's put this in our roadmap let's let's figure out okay how long will it take to do your thing and then my thing and then basically we will see which one carries more value to the bottom line so um then then uh at the end actually nobody was proven right or wrong so we let like the, the data show so we see that okay actually adoption is a lot better with collaboration even though there is a risk of you know a bigger organization just yeah. taking it up and, and carrying it in house right so we have seen both sides of the coin so we felt that okay you know at the end of the day what matters to the bottom line most is actually collaboration at that point in time so Technically, it's not about when we were arguing. It's not about my point or your point that was right. So, because we want, we want, uh, we have a common goal. We want to reach it, but I want to reach it via a car. She want to reach it via, say, a plane. You know, it's a completely different thing. Mm -hmm. But you reach the same destination. Yeah. So the way we solve it is never to look at it. Uh, both of us when we were discussing to say that okay, you know, how do we approach this? It was always about how do we approach this destination. Never about okay, how do we do we we take the car? Do we take the plane? We never sort of push it forward in our respective personal agenda first. So I think having the common goal that we are both steering towards, I think is very important to to even steer the discussion to not make it personal. Okay, okay, thanks for your advice. I'm not sure if I have much to add on because that that is. A very uh, correct mindset to actually. Uh, if if anything, I would just paraphrase it and say, um, conflicts, no, but differing opinion, definitely. Uh, and 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 that's a positive thing. If you have a startups where one person talks and the rest just listen and do, I don't think that will work. It's not the good way. Yeah, definitely yeah. not. Maybe in the first day, second day, um, because people have their own opinions. It's just that. You don't listen it. You you don't listen to it. Uh, you don't hear it. Not because they don't. It's just because you're not listening. Um, and 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 I think uh, everything that Nadia said just now, it's it's the correct mindset to have when when dealing with difference in opinions between co-founders. Difference in opinion in terms of what 
the success definition of a startup as well, mm. I think could be a conflict. Like for example, um, in the early days, Yinting and I, we sit down and part of the hard questions that we need to ask each other is, what is your definition of this being, of pot being a successful venture and what is my definition? Yeah. And I think sometimes fallout happens along the way because founders don't see eye to eye even on the definition of success of a startup. So maybe one person was trying to, you know, basically flip it. So that means like, you know, grow to a certain value and sell. Another yeah. person maybe wants to, it's a more personal journey for them. They want to take it further and make it sustainable. So even then, it could be like a, like a conflict point. So I think hard questions should be addressed early on. Okay. A bit on par easy is that that that's actually true. Like, uh, for par easy, we can go with the very traditional way and be a either parking operator or just selling parking equipments, which is a very safe way of sustaining a company. But that's not what we have in mind, and we got it upfront, like all three of us saying that we want to deliver innovation in parking. Like, there is very little in the parking lot innovation. Like. How long have we been exactly. taking tickets, <laughs> right? How long have we been uh, circling the car park looking for parking? And um, I think we need to take the initiative to actually do something about it. And innovation and technology is what we are fortunate enough to actually have. And that's why we decided to work together and, and bring it to, to life. So maybe to, to conclude this, uh, this discussion, based on your personal experience, um, what is your best advice to build a successful relationship with your co-founder? That is actually very simple. You try to convince the other person not to start and see if he gets convinced or not. If he or she gets convinced. If he gets convinced, that means he's not very sure. You're not very sure either. Mm -hmm. So why start? Um, the, that, that, is, that has been my very standard words. Like, don't start a startup just to start a startup. Like, there's no point in starting a startup if you, all you care about is the word startup. You really have to know that the reason why you start this company is to deliver value to the community, to the world. And both of you have to be sure that you have that in mind. Um, that's why I would say, like, try, try to persuade someone out. And if you don't get persuaded, you don't get persuaded either. Go for it. Yeah, I think I think what you said is is just basically the fundamental of 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 what um this is, right? If you want to explore a relationship with another person, there's no other way but to see whether or not um this person is in it as much as you do. Um, but I think um moving past that as well. So once you two has has agreed and decided to work on something together, or three or four people, whatever. Um, I think the 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 other thing is to be brave to pull the plug if it's not working. I do think that um, we had experienced that as well, whereby that we try to add another person into the team that we're supposed to be looking at, trying to build into the whole three musketeer framework, right? Mm -hmm. um, has not made a success yet. We've tried with multiple candidates. And I think um, the strength is also on both parties, right? The person who is um, uh, being part of the team and the person who has also formed the team needs to be brave to say, you know what, this is not working out. And then, you know, you've got to be respectful to each other and, you know, move separate ways. And I think having that courage and the guts to do that, I think is important. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much. It was really, was doctor, really, <laughs> really helpful. Uh, where can we follow your activities, uh, your profiles? Or I think you, you just have to follow Par Easy because generally startups, our life is around our company. Whatever that's happening around the camp company, it's what's happening to us. Yeah, it's the same. So I think just like a plug-in here. So if any one of you want to save money, just uh, go to Play Store uh, and App Store and find Pot Savings. Um, and our social media basically sort of recap our our journey uh, if you want to follow us there yeah
Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast until the end. Um, if you're interested in partnerships and the way you can find your perfect partner, uh, we're leading an event called Love in the Digital Age with some industry-level experts and founders for insight and fun. So see you next week. Thank you.